When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a one, and a two, and a how do you do? Well, you got that sexy beast. You're just so sexy. Oh, you like it's been a while. It's been a while. Oh, I don't remember lyrics too. But cryptid, supernatural. I never remember lyrics. Never got it right. Tony and Jago. Oops, says that Wendigo. Hey, 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 come on after me. Who the fuck said you could laugh at me? Smack with me. With a big foot dick, you could slap with me? Blasphemy. You could uh, come at me with a big foot dick and Loch Ness Monster pussy. Wait, baby, sexy beast. Welcome to Second Believe for Rain. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh, it's been a while, a bit rusty. Well, I don't know what am I going to say. Uh, welcome to <laughs> welcome to Sexy Beasts. You got welcome wrong. I did. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Sexy Beasts. Your, sh- your show into the foray. You don't remember that either. No. Your foray into the menagerie, the unexplained. The fucking oh, goat is back. back. He never left. <laughs> oh my God, it's emaciated. It's been here the whole time. <laughs> it's covered in its own so shit. When we came in here and knocked all the cobwebs up, there was also a uh, goat. Yeah. Here, still here, uh, half dead. Each podcast devoted normally to a specific creature, cryptid, and monster. Normally, what we do is we look at a history of a beast like a Bigfoot, like a Loch Ness monster, like a Tokolosh, like a Tikbalang. All your little bits through. What are you going to say? I'm just saying the, uh, the fact that you're alluding to normally means this might be a bit of a shake up in the. Ooh. I'm shaking it up. <laughs> what are you shaking up? My dick. My dick. My dick. Uh, yeah, normally we do look at that and we use our patented FECS analysis by rating and reviewing creatures and we add it in a big cre- premier crypt. You know, Ben Clifford, the, the crypt keeper, was keeping oh, yeah. all, keeping our premier crypt alive well, and well. Uh, but this is a little bit different. This is a tournament. This is creatures you already know. These are not creatures you go a little bumping and now you have to look for a big fucking dinosaur in the woods. These are here. We've seen them on the silver screen. Ooh. We actually haven't thought of a name for this uh, competition. Um, do you want to come up with it right now? Okay. Um, Three, two. No, oh, you just say something. Silver screen. Scream. Queens. Stunners. Oh, silver screen. Screen queens. <laughs> <laughs> no, what you said was good. Whatever the thing you said was, I'll figure out. I'll type out what it is. <laughs> and that's what it's called. Screen. Silver screen. Screen screens. Oh, silver screen. Scream Queens Silver Extremes Extremes Okay there you are Silver Silver Screen Sponsored by Red Bull Sponsored by Red Bull Hopefully again Uh, Well anyway listen (laughs) Jago Before we get into this Because what we're going to be doing Is we have some um, We don't really have a horse in this race But we've both done a bit of research Mm. On these uh, movie monsters And we're competing them all against each other 32 monsters To see who is the number one Silver Scream Queen Extreme Queens. Queens. Um, 32, uh, 32 monsters for each county. 32 for each? Yeah. That's so many. No, no, 32 for... Well, you've oh, already said no. it now. We have to double up uh, on the amount we're doing here. But before we get into that, I thought we'd um, I thought we'd catch up. And coincidentally, Jago, look what I'm wearing today. Oh, here we go. He Tony has stood up and he's wearing my boxers. When did I give you them? <laughs> when did you give me them boxers? <laughs> Do you remember you gave me these? No. <laughs> uh, you gave me these uh, the morning that we woke up 
for to do our electric picnic uh, live podcast, and oh, I went it. a little bit naughty the night before, and I, I lost my voice. You lost your soul. Oh God, that your was spirit actually, that ran was, away from you. Yeah. <laughs> I was on stage, and at, at one stage I turned to Tony, and I, I, I was mounting to him. I need to get off the stage. <laughs> I know, yeah. And after I got off the stage, I laid on the ground and waterboarded myself by accident. I was trying to drink as much water yeah, I could, and I just got, that was horrible. Uh, it was, and that's how fucked we were. Like literally rocking up. The, the only reason we were there, we had a hotel and everything. Mm. We were there. We just went fucking too. Well, I went too big. I kept saying, I might have a child next year. Uh, I was right. That's right. That was Spot right. Um, and I was like, I need to fucking live for now. And you were like, you were like, oh, maybe rain it in a little bit. And then the next then morning, I wake up. I was well, the phantom shitter. <laughs> well, I didn't have a voice and I didn't have any underwear. So you helped me out at least in one of those departments. Do you want to hear a sort of embarrassing story, underwear thing? So uh, my mom was on holiday. She came back and she bought me a pair of... Uh, Silk boxers, uh, and well, that's I was funny. I, that's it. That's the end of the story. Yeah, yeah. No, I was in the park, and I, I had my name embroidered in uh, like a gold thread on the, the waistband. <laughs> what are you fucking Ming Dynasty? I know I was just a Ming the Merciless, but I was uh, in the park, and I was like, "Oh, my mom came back from Lanzar. I don't know where it was, but she got me these class boxers, and I, I was showing the lads, and it was." Actually, she actually got a pair for my dad, and I put my dad's boxers on, and they had said Eddie on them, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're you're rubbing dicks with your dad," oh. <laughs> like, and I was just like, "No, please." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's mad! It's mad the things people can just literally hone in on. You know, you should be actually fucking lucky. Maybe my dick could get bigger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm maybe big, browner. But big. <laughs> My dad's big brown dick. Of course, oh, of course I'm wearing a one. My dad's big brown dick. Do you know uh, what a dad dick? No. Well, you have a dad dick. I have a dad dick now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I look at his dick and you know, I laugh at it. I laugh at my son's dick. Yeah. It's tiny, especially if you would have taken him over the bath and he's got a little tiny. And I'm like, I'm not even messing, Jago. I would say his dick is 1,000th the size of mine. 1,000th? Yeah. That's insane. That's a fucking, like, dot. Well, or... Or daddy over or, here. Or, uh, or daddy's packing for two. Uh, I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> oh, we're um, back on track. <laughs> back on track. How you been? Good, good. In a huge process of being an adult, uh, buying a house. Wow. Yeah. Oh, jeez, man. Like, do you know what you say that buying a house is the most stressful thing ever? Yep. Yeah. It, it <laughs> is. It's just so, like, a lot of back and forth. And, mm. oh, but we're hopefully coming to the end of it soon and I'm going to have a little gaff. Lovely. And then we can all have a little party, play some D&D, play some very, video games. Very excited. Hopefully, well, hopefully I can actually sit closer to you. We're a bit, you know, we're socially oh, distanced yeah. right now. Um, so this, yeah, exactly. Since last time we were on air, a little thing called COVID-19 Whoa. happened, which I hope everyone out there is doing okay and like abiding by the rules. Jago, someone got in touch recently and they said, what? On the the genie episode, we actually uh, forecasted uh, the end of the world in twenty twenty. Well, well, we I think Chelsea. I, I think that's Chelsea from um, Pennsylvania. Chelsea from Pennsylvania. Thank you very, thank you very much. Is that who sent it in? I'm guessing, yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've made it, man. Oh, Irish, but travel to Pennsylvania. So oh, sorry, boo. That, yeah, yeah, boo. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we predicted. Well, I. I'm going to say I pre- presented the idea. I think we elaborated further. Mm. I'm just going to say, you know, but because uh, Disney didn't have any Marvel films. Oh, and that yeah. was what I made me think that, that, that there might have been. They knew something ahead mm. of time, you know, although they were planning on putting Mulan out. And if they did know something and they were putting it out in China, they probably would have fucking, you know. Yeah. Did you see Mulan? Got wind. No, action. did you? 
I did. Um, did you pay 30 euro for it? I did. You're winking very aggressively. No, now. just... Just my eyes just crying. Um, is it good? Crying it, no, it's just so bad. Like it's not bad. It's just I heard there's no mushu. Yeah, there's no there's no mushu. There is. Um, Shouldn't have the voice. I'm sorry about that. It, it just seems to be a bit lackluster. Like I I do think it's one of generally one of the better remake the live action remakes they've done. Yeah, Aladdin are just like snore, snore, snore. Sorry, the better genie. Do you mean were you snoring through the better genie? Is that is that a hill you'll die on that the fact that Will Smith's a better genie than I might uh, stand the on it for Williams. a while? <laughs> stand on it for a while. <laughs> get a few injuries and I'll walk yeah. home. Yeah, get a few shin kicks and then run away. Uh, but it is it is good. Um, it's not as good as the live action Jungle Book, but it is. Like I'd is watch that, it. Is that is Jungle Book your peak? I think live action remakes Jungle Book is my peak. Probably is the best. I love Christopher Walken as the Gigantopithecus. Yeah, he's so good. Thought that was badass. Yeah. Uh, wasn't mad on Lion King, but was really interested in what they did to develop the technology because they put all that into the Mandalorian and it looks fucking unreal. Oh yeah, Mandalorian. What was your what was your favorite series of like last year that's come out? Ooh, was I Ma- mean the Mandalorian. Just every episode, I was like, this mm. is just fucking handset. That and the boys, and I'm loving the fact that the boys season two. Boys, I season uh, boys season one and boys season two, mm. classic. Like a, they're just so much fucking fun. Yeah, you know. And I thought I was actually remember I heard Watchmen was coming out last year as well, mm. which also was fucking unbelievable. Unreal, yeah. But I remember when it was coming out, I was like. Look, I love Watchmen. I love it all, but the boys just shit on anything mm. that is trying to do superhero anything. It's, it's like exactly. So a lot of series try to get like mad serious and mad sort of like deep and dark and stuff like that. But the fact, like the boys, is just fun the whole yeah. long through. Even from the the moment when I'm not going to spoil it, but when like Huey is with his girlfriend and yeah. the big thing happens, that yeah. sort of yeah, you're just, just it's like what the fuck? It's fucked up. Yeah. It's, everything is fucked up and everything's really funny. And even the the heartfelt moments. I tell you, whoever Homelander, where did he come from? He is, he is incredible. incredible yeah. He belongs in this list. He is probably the scariest antagonist. He's from New Zealand. Yeah, well, where he's been in like a couple of like New Zealand kind of things. Yeah, um, he was he was in he was in some movie. He's I can't remember what it was. Brilliant. He's yeah. Pacino level face. Mm. Brilliant in terms of Pacino's face. Um, whenever I watch a series, the first thing I do is look up like blooper reels and yeah. it's always him just messing it up oh, just like it? he seems like a, like a really fun guy as well yeah. which I'm into because I like he seeing puts, uh, smiley faces on his tweets oh yeah I didn't realise he was that nice. kind of guy do you know what's a good one that's out uh, sorry we're literally just going off track let's do it. Uh, good series that's been out it's actually not getting a lot of love is Love La- Lovecraft uh, Country oh yeah I it's one of my favourite books uh, I read and it's just it's basically about like how like the black experience for a black person during like the civil rights era was uh, is even more horrifying than supernatural stuff and each episode just increases like it's done in sort of like a uh, sort of short story each episode is like a short story we call it an anthology, anthology series. but it's not it's based on it's like it has an over like an overarching story that's called mm. the way through it uh, but each the last episode I like I don't know when this is going out but the last episode just came out I I'm fucking Best episode of TV I've ever seen. Really, I genuinely would put that down there. It's a I've masterpiece. Heard that. I've heard it. I've heard it highly reviewed. And there you have it. I'll definitely watch it. Definitely yeah, yeah. give it a go. Um, but look, we're talk TV. Shall we talk movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tony. Uh, so look, I think the best way to do this, this is how we're going to do it. This is a tournament. This is a tournament that will feature thirty-two combatants and thirty-two scraps. If I'm if I'm right. So each episode will for the month of October where we're in, this is coming out, I believe. Today is the fifth of October when you're listening to this. I stop winking at the mic. 
You're spreading your fucking they, germs. They can hear my eyelash. Can you hear that? <laughs> right, anyway, I was winking. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, it'll be 32 scraps. So we'll have these. The, the next two episodes is basically going to be round one. Hmm. This is to get through to the next round. Then the next one will be round two. And then the last one will have the quarters, semis, and then finals in yeah. one episode. One umper episode. So this, so this should be the four episodes for October. Um. Yeah. What did I say? Three. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um. Okay. Scrap. Well, you do the. We'll do the fighting thing. We'll yeah. Do, I'll do, do it once. Do. I'll do it once. The fighting. Coming up at number one, we've got the Martians from Mars Attacks versus the Graboids from Tremors. Ooh, this is good. Classic sort of B-movie uh, villains. They're very, very apt uh, for each other. Um, I have chosen the Martians. Sure. And you have? I have the Graboids. Would you like to go first? Or? Yeah, I'll tell you a bit about the Graboids. So the Graboids come from the film uh, Tremors, 1990. The creators of this are Brent Maddock and S.S. Wilson. They're the writers of Tremors. Uh, so the Graboid is very similar to what we would have seen in Sexy Beast, the Mongolian Deathworm. Yeah. This is kind of along the lines of, you know, we see in video games all the time, these kind of subterranean, uh, you know, invertebrate kind of worms. So the Graboids basically emerge from the earth. they got long serpent fucking bodies. When they're fully grown, uh, they can be 30 feet long. They can weigh 10 to 20 tons. They don't have eyes, but they sense everything through seismic activity, exactly like the Mongolian death worms. They got uh, the, why they're called the Graboids, and this is a, what's what I love about the Graboids is the fact that they're named in the film in a really kind of trashy throwaway. Yeah. I think they're like there's other fucking stupid names, you know, that are, that are thrown away, and then someone's like Graboids because uh, it's such a dumb, dumb name, such a yeah. dumb name. But they've got the tr- it grabs you, Graboids. Your man who is not. Is not Mr. Miyagi. Oh wait, what is it? Is, is someone? I mean, no, I, I would. Him. You know, you see, you know, you're growing up and you confuse Asian actors. Oh right. And I used to think, oh my god, it's fucking Mr. Miyagi. It was not anywhere. I think he's actually fucking Mexican. I don't even think he's fucking. <laughs> you know. Uh, anyway, he's like Graboids. We should call them Graboids. They have a long trio uh, of serpent-like tentacles that uh, they're so strong. There's even a bit where like it snaps a shovel fucking in half. Just the actual oh, yeah. grip of this. This thing can fucking pull a truck. And I, I fucking love Tremors. Tremors is probably in my top five films of all time. There was like numerous uh, sequels to the original Tremors. Like uh, Kevin Bacon was in the first one. I think like, I can't remember the other actor who was in it with him. Fred Ward came back for. Oh my god, is Fred Ward related to fucking Ward? Because he looks like him. Is he? Yeah, who, he does. Who just died? Big square, square head. Yeah, big square head. Who's 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 dead? Fred War- Willard. Fred Willard. <laughs> so <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Is Fred Ward related to Fred Willard? <laughs> they have some other head. Uh, no, they, they not. Do, they, when you said that, I was like a little light bulb went yeah, off and it immediately yeah. went dark. Okay, yeah, I got, got, got excited about that. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, I fucking, I, I love, I love uh, Trump's. Yeah, there was a couple of films. There was one where it was even back in fucking Cowboy, Cowboy days. Wild West, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and one of the characters in it was like, um, who him and Reba McIntyre, they were like fucking gun. Mm. That's one of the best bits where the thing bursts through the thing and they're trying to warn them over their like their bunker and it goes underground and fucking smashes into the thing and they just unload every fuck. It's pantomime the amount of bullets they're, that are going They're survivalists so they have like elephant guns and big fucking like they did run out of ideas with the Graboids though because like, I didn't they touch spe- it again. I didn't touch it again. Really? It's just so perfect. It's such a perfect. After the Graboids they became they like uh, they evolved to little squat things with two legs that ran around the ground no, and happen. then I think in the third one they evolved to having wings and they no. flew around and it was just like Tremors is Jaws on land 
and there's nothing like they're barely in it. It's fucking perfect. It's just like you know, just like a lot like. How to do a fucking horror where it's just a ca- someone running with a fucking camera that's an inch off the ground, and that's how they do it. I love Tremors, one of my favorite flicks. I would say the Graboids, for me, will be more iconic than the Martians and Mars Attacks. Well, so for, for people who are un, uneducated on the Martians and Mars Attacks, uh, Mars Attacks is a Tim Burton movie from 1996. It was actually based on a trading card game, which I only found out the other day. Oh, yeah. Um, they're uh, a bunch of highly intelligent, uh, technologically advanced aliens that come to Earth. Uh, and the first message is uh, translated as we come in peace. Mm-hmm. But it's obviously a lie. And it's um, they kill everything they see. They have laser beams and stuff like that. Turn everyone to fucking skeletons. It's skeletons, yeah. And it looks great. They're like bleached pink and or bleached red and green yeah, skeletons. Yeah, so throbbing, throbbing heads as well on them. That's um, great. Amazing cast in the movie. Uh, Jack Nicholson yeah. plays two characters in it. There's Pierce Brosnan, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, Ving Ving Rhames is in it. Yeah, and it's just uh, it's just insane. Like there is a lot of. Uh, no, I don't think it's Ving Rhames. That's not Ving Rhames. Oh, that's your man. What's his name? Oh no, it's Ving Rhames in it as well. It's uh, your man who's the fucking linebacker. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of another thing that Ving Rhames is actually in. <laughs> I'm thinking of zombies, zombie movies, on the dead. Uh, you're thinking Jim Brown. Jim Brown, yeah, yeah he's great, and I like. Yeah, he's unreal. I, I, I always get like weird sort of like uh, tingles on the back of my neck when sort of like mad heroic moments happen, and when like he's like punching the head off all the aliens. Yeah. But anyway, these uh, these aliens are they come to Earth, and they're like before this, uh, all aliens movies had reasons for being attacked but mm-hmm. this one just seems to be pure anarchy just for fun and mm-hmm. uh, there is like if you look online there's like these mad sort of deep dive theories about why these aliens attacked and one of it is that like the aliens had sex with a third alien race and created us and they were just like were sacrilege to them oh, or some going shit fucking so prometheus vibe yeah it's just it's just really weird but these <laughs> the they're very i'm not gonna lie they're, they're very weak so mm. if they can get shot and killed in one yeah. shot, uh, or and listen to glenn campbell yeah they're yodeling by glenn campbell like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it explodes their heads but I think these are more. They're like th- think about the fucking uh, sexy alien lady in it. I was just looking her up here. Yeah, she. So basically, uh, the aliens disguise one of their ladies, uh, disguise one of them as um, uh, a lady to get close to the president, uh, and they can't breathe oxygen, so they chew uh, nitrogen chewing mm. gum, which is very clever. Like really clever, yeah. Tim, this is uh, Tim Burton's like earlier movies, and he's not as dark or sort of gothic and stuff like that, but. That you cannot like hear the sound of mm. the alien speaking. Not reminded of like. If you haven't seen it, this is on Netflix now, so you can go check it out. I don't it's know. It's fucking sure. incredible. It's it's it, and also what's great about this? This is the clash of the horror comedies. Mm. You know, I was literally going to say, is there any better horror comedy than Tremors? But you know, Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks is very good. Like there is some horrible parts where like the uh, Jack Nicholson is like, "Can't we all just get along?" Yeah, yeah. And he, I'm not going to spoil it, but he dies. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Martin Shorten is Martin so good Short, and, he, and he gets his fucking fingers bitten off by the sexy lady yeah uh, and there's a love story that's intertwined through the whole story of Pierce Brosnan and Sarah Jessica Parker yeah where they both get their heads cut off and reattached to chihuahua bodies yeah <laughs> it's just it's just so ridiculous that I remember watching this as a kid so it came out in 1996 so I think I seen like maybe tr- two or three years later on 
fucking DVD or, or not DVD, sorry, uh, VHS. Jeez, mm-hmm. I'm really showing my age here now. You are. We never called it VHS, can we just say? What do we call we it? We said video. We always video, said video recorder. Video tape, It man. seems like there's a bit of a Bernstein Bears situation been going on here where we're retconning. There's a Mandela effect oh, yeah. where everyone keeps saying VCR. We never said VCR. We always said. I snapped at my sister and I felt really bad about it. it was, we never said VCR. But we oh, always said video. There used recorder. to be a lad who used to drive up to our estate and open his boot, and in his boot Jesus was just hundreds. Oh my god, of dead what? Of uh, dead pigeons, and then on those pigeons there was loads of uh, uh, tapes. Oh. There was loads of tapes, and he used to sell them to us, uh, like for fucking like what three punt? Wow, whatever it was. Uh, it was so dodgy, and the quality was horrible. But I just remember watching this movie. What was it like? Faces of Death and. No, yeah, this is a death. Go Bum see fight. The, go see the movie. <laughs> but, but, but I remember watching this and just. I don't know if like, it was 1996, what age would it have been? 1998. I don't know. But I think I would have been a bit too young because I was freaking out about. I Nine, maybe? Yeah, nine about that. And I remember watching The Sexy Alien just being like, she's so. The way that she moves. The way she moves. Also, the fact that she's fucking busting out. You know, her boobs are busting out. They're busting proper, out, yeah. Proper busting out. And she's got the big hair, which is actually hiding her brain because then when they pull it off, yeah. it's the same shape. You know, this is a tough one, Jago. Mm. I think this this comes down to, like, Tremors is, like, obviously a great B-movie, and it's really... But I think it is very niche. I think Mars Attacks will be more popular, and even more iconic. Even if you show someone a picture of the Mars Attack aliens, they'll be like, oh, yeah, even if they don't know the movie. I think I think Tremors achieves something. I think there's a lot of aliens. Mm. We have in this competition as well Independence Day aliens. We've also got the Xenomorph. Yeah. I would say there could be a contest for Independence Day Alien versus Mars Attacks Alien. Mm. But when it comes down to horror movie monster, the Tremors is so original and it's a one of a kind and it achieves so well in what it is sets out to do. And also the fact that you never really see it. It's done really well in this kind of like Jaws ability. It bursts out. Doesn't look incredibly dumb. It looks a bit dumb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't but look incredibly dumb. I think back, dumb. like the, the technology was available back then, so it looks a bit dumb. But and it, the textures on the aliens now in Mars Attacks. Look, I love it. I love the design of it all. But I still gotta go. Mm. I got. I think. I think Tremors. I think. I think you gotta. It's not about deferring. Do you know, here. it's not, it's about not deferring. about deferring. But I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defer because <laughs> I do. Uh, I, Tremors is a great film. I actually like. Very exciting times. Okay, Tremors is through to round two. Uh, of the Graboids. Sort of Victory music. Uh, there. I will put in later. Oh Okay, next. This is an interesting one. Zombies. Oof. Night of the Living Dead versus Bram Stoker's Bumhead Dracula. Fucking hell! Like I didn't know you were. It was against uh, Dracula. That's this gonna be a tough one. Yeah, very tough. Um, would you like to zombies? I would like to zombies if I can find it. I do know. Oh, look at it! Look at it! I'm just showing Tony my notes on it. Jesus, that's wild. Yeah. So. Zombies um, is obviously like I, I don't really have to explain a lot what zombies are. To no, be fair, you don't. like a lot of people, but they're just such a cultural like touchstone, like such a um, everyone knows what a zombie is. They all have their own interpretation of what a zombie is, and all, people argue about different types of zombies and stuff like that. We but, never actually covered them, did we? Yeah, that's weird. I was actually thinking about, it. did we? I think we talked a bit about the undead. I think we've talked about. I mean, the Tikbalang, or not the Tikbalang, fucking the Mananganal. Yeah. In some capacity, could be considered an undead. Vampires would be considered undead. I think we gingerly touched upon undead, but not going yeah, fully no, into vampires. Zombies. Or zombies. Sh- like, it was a huge fucking miss, but mm. um, zombies. It, it it comes from either um Haitian zombie or Creole zombie, which um. It's actually from a uh, Congolese word, zombie, which just basically means a ghost or a revenant. Um, so these, like, it goes back ancient, like, so um, 
what, what we're, what, as, we, as we're talking about movies and stuff, what we'll talk about is like silver screen things. Sure. The first zombie movie really was this thing called the called White Zombie, where they were dis- displayed as sort of um, henchmen for a Haitian priest. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So pre George George Romero. Yeah, pre, just before George Romero, like uh, George before they were they were they were dead, but they were like henchmen. They just did whatever the Haitian priest or the voodoo priest told them whatever to do, uh, and there was a lot of. Um, uh, sort of like racial undertones about it Ooh. as well like this like sort of like the degradation of uh the western civilization like oh here are all these uh these these lads in the field who are being controlled by the black people who are getting stronger from them and stuff like that oh, wow that's the thing about zombies zombies will always whatever generation they're always like brought up in in movies they always represent the greatest fear mm. of what people think of them so like you talk about you talked about like uh um I was going to say, we talked about, like, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, another racial one as well. The fact that, like, a lot of... Um, they don't listen to the guy in the movie who's uh, who's uh, black because, like, he... Oh, yeah. yeah. So he has all the sort of right ideas. Like, he's like, maybe if we stick together, we'll survive the night. And no one acknowledges him and stuff mm. like that. And then when he puts his head out the window, he's instantly shot and stuff like that. Wow. And then we, we go on to, like, Dawn of the Dead and it becomes, like, about uh, ca- capitalism and, like... Um, so when they go in the mall... Do you remember when they went? Yeah, home? yeah. So it's all about capitalism and like uh, how and the, the, it was like it was mixed in with sort of the AIDS crisis as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then communism was a huge one as well. So mm-hmm. and zombies are just like I think it's at the end of the day there's a lot of fears. So at the moment the thing with like with the Walking Dead is actually fear of other people. Mm-hmm. We're just being like if the world ends tomorrow. I don't think I could trust anyone. You know what I mean? Sure. Even especially now with the coronavirus, you see fucking fights kicking off in little DJ Spiral getting kicked out of little for not wearing a mask Jesus. and stuff like that. And like, so you're not calling him a zombie, but like, because <laughs> it... that's really interesting though. I never really looked at the kind of Romero films or any of the films really as kind of uh, you know sort of a a looking glass on the current times. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's civil rights or, or, or communism. There's or like like go, like even like. Uh, 1980s to 1990s is like contagions with like uh, like foot and mouth disease and stuff like that where and then like 28 days later sort of came into mm. it as well and um, there is a lot of like fear uh, and at the end of the day it's like what people fear is losing your identity and like just becoming one of the masses that like people love their identity so much that like it would be terrifying mm. but zombies are just a good thing the what I love about George, uh, George A. Romero is um, he brought in the idea of like hordes of them because mm. before that there was just like t- two or three sparse ones that would do it and then uh, Return of the Living Dead which is one of my favourite like sort of comedy horror zombie movies um, also there's this really hot punk in it um, punk girl mm-hmm and they oh. brought they brought in the the brain aspect like before that oh really zombies just ate the whole body but this they were like brains and there's a part where they actually grab this really dumb guy and like tap his head and they're like brains oh and really yeah, that so wasn't just a Simpsons gag oh shit that was a Simpsons gag <laughs> was it they tap Homer's head and go yeah. brains and then yeah shit that was a fucking Simpsons gag oh wait <laughs> maybe they did steal it I don't know but I do remember there's like a it's like it's one of my favorite movies. If you haven't seen any of the Dawn of the Dead or Night Living Dead or Return of the Dead, um, I think nowadays zombies do get a bit, not a bad rap, mm-hmm. but they do just get a bit of a zombies really sort mm. of vibe. About them. But I do remember in just after Twilight, there was like a sort of a renaissance of like trying to make zombies sexy. Oh yeah, like warm bodies. Oh, warm bodies. Yeah, with fucking what's his name? Um, Beast Nicholas Holt. Nicholas and then Holt. there was a, a book series came out, and it was called um, "The Bone Song," where loads of zombies lived in uh, like a, an, an underworld, and they all fancied each other, and there was just all sex and stuff. But they were like, 
the zombies. rotting bodies, you know. Yeah. I think there was I Zombie was a Mike Allred comic. I haven't watched the actual series of it, but that the was series. I watched a couple of episodes of the series, and the series is pretty good. There's a really good uh, actor in it called uh, Rahul Cooley, who, who's who's really really good in it as like a medical examiner. But um, it's it became like yeah, exactly. It became like a what's the name of the show? It's like a procedural show, but just oh, a zombie yeah, yeah, yeah. thrown into it as well. Mm. Um, as I said, zombies are such a cultural icon. Mm. I, at this point, I don't think they could lose. Well, they're up against. Dracula. Mm. Now, Dracula. I mean, Dracula is the vampire. Like, what? What is the fucking point of a vampire if you're not talking about Dracula when it comes to? Oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's here. How you doing? Hi, kids. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, so I'm going to focus on Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm. I'm not focusing on Bela Lugosi. I'm not focusing on Christopher Lee. Mm. Uh, you know. I think even Bela Lugosi played him on Broadway. That's the thing. Dracula started the big revitalization of Dracula being kind of sexy, sensual mm. kind of Dracula. All stemmed from uh, Bela Lugosi doing Dracula uh, on, on Broadway. This kind of stage production of Dracula. Was it Bela Lugosi? Pretty sure it was. But I'm looking here. I have a couple of... I mean, look, everyone fucking knows who Dracula is. Mm. He's iconic. Like, also, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm not going to throw this down now. Well, <laughs> Is this your fucking nuclear option, what you're going to say? Well, I mean, I don't really have much of a nuclear option, but it's fucking Dracula. Like, when it comes to, like, there's a costume that you're being a monster, it's Dracula. But it is, it's also, you don't know what the dress is for Halloween. It's like, oh, I'll just put a bit of red around my mouth and I'm a zombie. Yeah, a bit of Heinz in the bin bag. Yeah. And you're Dra- <laughs> you are Dracula, but that's so iconic. It is just, like, it is, like, Monster Squad. Universal monsters, like where, like if Dracula wasn't featured, it'd be like, "Where's Dracula? Where's Poochie?" When Dracula's not there, <laughs> it's like, where's, "Where's Dracula? Where's Dracula?" Keanu Reeves, "Where's Dracula? <laughs> where's Mina? Where's Dracula?" Uh, let me tell you some of the powers of uh, of Bram Stoker's Dracula: superhuman, superhuman strength. Van Helsing says Dracula's uh, strength of twenty men. Superhuman speed; he can move so fast that sometimes it's difficult for mortals to even perceive him. Right, wall crawling, shape shifting, shadow manipulation, psychic powers, hypnosis, telekinesis, weather manipulation, uh, control over uh, his his uh, his thralls, uh, control over beasts, uh, vampirism. He can sire new ones. He has fighting prowess. He's a genius level intellect. He's just, I love zombies. Mm. And this is not a give. Look, the, we, I know we're kind of because we've done our research. This doesn't need to be a debate. We can both. Just agree, yeah. That Dracula, Dracula, beats you know zombies are great. It's a shame that zombies aren't up against fucking Patrick Swayze later on in this. But do you know what <laughs> I mean? Spoiler. <laughs> but this is like there's a witch, which actually we have no witches in here. Yeah, I just fucking saw it. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, I was actually thinking about actually, that. how many women do we have in here? Really, actually, I, and I got rid of Candyman, so I'm, I'm really fucking up the uh, I'm really fucking up the minorities here. There's a lot of white males on uh, uh, monsters in this, um, but aren't they all? Aren't they all? Hey, isn't the biggest monster man? man. My uh, dad, my dad. <laughs> uh, come on, look, this Dracula. Uh, yeah, I know, fucking, because I had look, so it's much. Con- it's like, not conceding. Anything. I showed just... uh, showed Tony my notes. I have so much. I going back to Lovecraft, but we're like Reanimator and stuff, but like. I didn't because I don't. I didn't know who the matchups were before today. Mm. Fuck! I did send you the list ahead of time. Oh, yeah, I don't read your shit. Uh, uh, it's fine. I mean, the I, I, I'll, th- I actually would give you that because directly because zombies. If there was like a sort of a hierarchical hierarchical 
Oh fuck! I actually forgot to speak again. That's okay. That's what. That's what. Literally, if there was why you're a, here. if there was a level of uh, monsters that were in it, I think mm-hmm. Dracula would be the like one of the top echelons. Yeah, I knew that word. But the zombies would be like cannon father or like henchmen. Well, now what happens is it in round two, it will be Dracula versus the Graboids. Very exciting times. Okay, well, think, yeah, I'll give it? you, I'll give you that, I'll give you this. So. Okay, next up we have uh, in a battle of the whack off, battle of the whack offs. It's uh, the <laughs> Scorpion King versus Jack Frost, oh. the Snowman. <laughs> um, probably shouldn't have competed these two against each other because they're both kind of, you know. Uh, I can't believe we have no witches. So we just have Jack Frost and the Scorpion Watch, I, what King. What did I put in? Fucking the witch or Hocus Pocus? Yeah, Hocus Pocus or uh, Blair Witch. Yeah. We'll get rid of one of them. Will we get rid of the Scorpion King? But then you'd have to do the whole... Whatever, I'll just talk about the Blair Witch. Yeah, okay, yeah. All right, the Blair Witch versus uh, Jack Frost. <laughs> Mike, The Michael Keaton Jack Frost? Jago, did you no, go to Michael Keaton Jack Frost? Didn't. Michael Jack... Ma- it's, wait, this is a weird... Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson! <laughs> this is Michael such Jackson. a weird... <laughs> weird... Um, Anomaly, like, there's two movies that came out sort of similar times. One Jack Frost and one is, like, another Jack Frost. Yeah, within two years, I think. Yeah, that's other. crazy. The same, like, reanimated snowman. One is the uh, the kind of absentee father learns to bond with his child mm. in the body of a snowman. The other is... Uh, a, a, a vicious murderer and rapist. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so it, this is crazy. Like, so I actually went on uh, YouTube and looked at the best bits of it, uh, of the two Jack Frosts. So there's actually two of them. Um, so anyway, anyway back yeah. I'll explain what's going on so Jack Frost is uh, actually a serial killer um, who's been tra- uh, serial killer and rapist who's been transferred from one prison to another and he's taunting a lot of people and stuff like that there's a car crash and the, uh, his prison van crashes into um, a chemical van the chemical van is full of like what we think is acid the acid Ooh. sprays all over him and he melts um, his whole, bo- whole body melts but then it turns out he's actually become snow he's reconstituted as a snowman uh, and then he spends the whole time. It's just, it's funny, like, but that's the exact same story as Jack Frost with Michael Keith. But he spends the whole movie doing shite jokes and like doing re- like really bad sexual assault with his uh, his nose, which is a Does he? carrot. Yeah, like Where? he murders a couple of people with, with like, his nose. Yeah, like in their vaginas. Yeah. What does yeah, he? Yeah, and he like cuts their necks and stuff that's like that. That's fucking mad. Do you know what? Because Freddy Krueger's in this later. I was just looking at the sort of caliber of what like. An an R, R, or mm. I've said it three different ways there. Rated movie <laughs> would have been back in the day, um, and it's just insane that like we look at stuff like Hereditary, and we're like, oh my god, could you believe that? That doesn't fucking come close, close yeah. to the 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 crass <laughs> carry on that used to be in the old horror. There's, movies. A, there's a movie coming up which I'm fucking mad about, and reading the reviews of it when it first came out, it was voted one of the most hated movies of all time because it was so violent. But looking at it now, it's just so not violent. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jack Frost. Okay. So the reanimated serial killer, kind of a kind of a carnage, but he's a, a snowman. Yeah, but the thing is, like, he's very. Um, it's very. I, want, I don't want to say tongue in cheek because there is a lot of rape and murder in it. But the, the uh, fact it's is, not real. A though. lot of it is comedy. There's a lot of like, oh, you're so cold, uh, baby, and all this shit. And does he, he does he do like the Freddy Krueger call people like bitch? Yeah, stuff so similar to that. Mm-hmm. Like, so in the first one, he's um, you find out that the acid wasn't acid. It turns out to be some sort of material that can break down the human soul into liquid. Mm. 
and what they were doing is they were melting people down in case there's a nuclear holocaust so they could have a human soul to put in like a robot body or something i don't know it's what? very confusing but <laughs> so this guy this this serial killer becomes a, uh, a snowman and then he gets the the ability to be like you can't shoot him because you can't shoot snow mm-hmm. no matter how hard you try no uh, uncle uncle michael oh um God. and then you and then he can reconstitute so if you do melt them you come back. There's a there's a weird scene where th- there's a boy and he's like he's n- nowhere through the movie is it said that he has special needs or anything like that, but he puts antifreeze in his dad's oatmeal because he thinks his dad is too cold. Oh what? Because and the dad is the sheriff, like the hero of the movie, whatever sure. that. And the dad's like, oh, I want my dad to warm up, so they're pouring antifreeze into his oatmeal, and then Jack Frost attacks him, and then he throws his oatmeal over Jack Frost, and they find out his weakness in the movie, and it was like. It's antifreeze in my oatmeal. <laughs> That's crazy. It's so like they just couldn't think of anything there. So like, what can kill snow? Antifreeze, a bit of water, a bit of heat. No, Hair, so you fucking ha- hair dryer. What happens is they melt them and then he can reconstitute into it, being like like Alex like, Mac in uh, like the T T one thousand. Oh wow! Yeah, the graphics look good. Um, no, they're so ropey. Like it's mm. it's literally they built a snowman, then heated it up and reversed it. Well, look, it's a shame to get the Scorpion King. <laughs> or R.I.P. Scorpion R. I. P. King. The uh, worst. Gra- Do you remember the graphics in the Scorpion King movie? Yeah, I actually saw them, uh, a bunch of CG experts redo it. And yeah. they, they, they deep faked The Rock's face and put it over, and it actually looked okay. Oh, nice. Uh, poor Matthias, the Scorpion King, uh, created by Stephen Summers, Mummy Returns 2001. He's got the body of a scorpion, but he's The Rock. Anyway, um, <laughs> he does not make the cut. Look, the Blair Witch, I don't have my notes here because we just added it. Mm. I don't even know the story. I think, hang on, let me just look at the top the top uh, bit of the story here. Um, in the winter of 1970, uh, ni- sorry, 1785, Ellie Kedward was banished from the town of Blair after several local children accused her of performing witchcraft. She was presumed dead from exposure. She was hung in a tree with stones tied to each of her limbs, stretching her body down with gravity. The next year, all of her accusers and half the town's children vanished without a trace. Mm. Fearing a curse, the townspeople immediately fled Blair, vowing never to utter the name Ellie Kedward. Sam Adams' book told the trial of Eddie Kedward, her execution and supposed rebirth, as well as the curse of the entire town. It contained the first recorded term of the Blair Witch. Now, I don't have the details here. I fucking love... Blair Witch is probably my favourite yeah. f- horror film of all time. There's, like, if, if even, like, I haven't looked at it myself, just, but thinking about, like, what sort of power she has, there's definitely some sort of uh, temporal manipulation, like time-wise. 100%, yeah. And a sort of spatial manipulation. And the ability like, to reappear when... When they're running in the fucking woods and there's not, you can't even say, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And you can't see it. And you don't see anything. It is so, I kicked the fucking map in the creek. <laughs> I love it. And when he's sitting in the, when just standing in the corner, mm. being a fucking creepy weirdo, the Blair Witch made playing in the dark fun for me. It actually made like going out into St. Anne's. We used to go into St. Anne's sometimes. We'd smoke a bit, a bit of weed. Um, we'd go into St. Anne's when we were like 17 and we'd go into, uh, in there, and we'd look for. Apparently, there's a skull. Uh, the, a, a, uh, the ossery, the, yeah. the skull thing. Yeah, skull I've seen thing. it. It's all bird skulls and shit. Yeah, yeah. apparently. So apparently, I visited like when I was young. It's still there. We'd always try and go in there and find it in the woods. But like just playing in the woods where it's dark and just being creeped out. Mm. It added, like, Jaws did it for water. Tremors did it for land. Sand for sand. Um, Jack Frost did it for snow. Jack Frost did it for snow, and the Blair Witch did it for just dark, just being dark, in the woods yeah. in the dark. Like we went camping and we saw that fucking skull. It's, yeah, we went camping and like by our campsite, like about uh, twenty meters away, there was like a big pit, altar, a big altar, and there was also there was a bird skull and there was mini bird skulls in the fire, and then and a deer skull and a deer skull as well. Yeah, yeah so we. 
so he obviously put on red lamps and just went over and chanted for about an hour and like it was great it was, really it was good terrifying but like, it was uh, like but like it it just mm. yeah so anyway St. Anne's is meant to be like a wall made of like dog skulls because mm. St. Anne's was owned by the Guinness family one of the Guinness heirs apparently was a bit bit uh, left to his own devices was kind of left to do make whatever he wanted and what he really wanted to make was a, a wall made of dog skulls rich people just like lose it so much more they than really like do. poor people yeah, I know yeah. if the Guinness weren't so good to their workers, you know, you might be critical of the whole family. For, <laughs> but um, anyway, the Blair Witch, like, it's it's it did it's like it reinvented the horror because before Blair Witch, we had sort of like hacky slashers like uh, Scream, where they were so real self aware, be like, oh, this is a killer chasing us and stuff. Yeah, and this sort of went back to its roots of like we it, we don't know what it is. It's in the forest. I'm shit myself. You I'm know shit I mean? myself. And the, the 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 fact that like it's done like a documentary style is really good as well. And it wasn't on any. It's not. It's not really a monster, but well, it is a monster. But it wasn't on any list, which I think is why we kind of omitted it from this list. Mm. But I would say, is there any other monster that you don't know what you couldn't? I don't know what it looks mm. like, and it doesn't matter. Like there's ne- there's the symbol of it. You you never see it. Which after you told me that. Is is that the symbol of her being stretched with the stones hung up? Oh, maybe. I just remember that there. I was like, oh, yeah. oh. just realized that there, yeah. But yeah, fuck that. Like, uh, fuck Jack Frost. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. All I right. was so confident about the scorpion king, and then you're like, maybe Blair Witch. Are you gonna do this? That's no, three. This, no, this is not a winner. This is not. There's nothing to do with that, right? Okay, yeah. next up. Okay. Um, or right, we actually. We didn't spread this out properly. I think I gave myself both of these, but we can talk about them together. The aliens. AKA the Harvesters from Independence Day. Do you know mm-hmm. that's what they were called? The Harvesters uh, versus Kong. Yeah, you definitely. I've, I have nothing on my notes about this. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, we could just chat about it. Um, look, it's Kong, but we'll park that for a second. We'll <laughs> yeah. park that for a second. Let's just talk about Independence Day. So, apparently, a bit of trivia about um, the Harvesters is right that um, Roland Emmerich tasked production designer Patrick Tatupoulos to design the harvesters, right? He came up with two different designs for the harvesters. One that was kind of a fearsome-looking, large, big tentacles, and the other kind of a more frail, traditional alien design. Emmerich loved both of them so much that he said, that's the suit for that one. No way! Yeah, said, that's pretty that, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, KY jelly was used to give the aliens a slimy appearance, and it had to be applied several times a day uh, because the outdoor scenes with the intense heat in the Utah desert called the jelly to evaporate, there was a, someone who, whose whole job, probably for a whole summer, was lubing up aliens. Uh, do you know what? In two of my uh, alien or two of my creatures I have later on, in, in the big thing about KY jelly, it seems to be very uh, popular in the special effects world. It is. I've never, uh, I've never had it. Anyway, is it um, not just like slimy Vaseline? Vaseline. You get Vaseline. Um, remember that, Tyra Banks? Yeah. You get Vaseline. You get Vaseline. <laughs> um, I don't... Um, do you know this? Oh, you got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, uh, as well, like, I mean, the, the, so what I like about the Independence Day aliens is, like, Roland Emmerich obviously knows how to do destruction. Mm. So they have the city destroyer, obviously the 15-mile wide. It seems like Roland Emmerich is just fucking so dumb. That he's just like, make it bigger. 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 The mothership is 2,900 kilometers wide. Being like, that's, uh, that's twice the size of Texas, sir. You know, <laughs> all this shit. Like, I love that. Just make it huge. Just make it huge. Yeah. Like, you know, like... The, you know, I don't even tomorrow. think about the structure, like the fucking uh, substructures that need to be created for that, like to get oxygen and water. It doesn't make sense. Well, yeah. apparently the harvesters can breathe. Look, they're one of my... I love Independence Day. It's probably 
one of my favorite alien. It's probably the. I pref- it's probably my favorite alien invasion movie, hmm. um, which I don't know how you know. Well, mass, you know, I suppose next to Mars Attacks, which was the same year, funnily enough. Was it? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That's a new nineteen ninety six. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Independence Day was ninety six. Remember ID four ninety six? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Independence Day four ninety six. Oh, we're not even gonna talk about the sequel there, by the way. It's f- great. It's fucking great. Do you like it? Yeah, I love it. I have all movie bake uh, commentary of it, where I was me, me and Jordan and uh, Joey the high and well, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, you've said a lot that. <laughs> but anyway, um, Independence Day. I just remember watching it. And I just remember those people being like, "Welcome to Earth," and like, "Oh," and on top of the the skyscraper. Oh yeah, yeah. And, it's like, <laughs> and you know that would happen. It totally yeah. would happen. Aliens would come, and they were definitely like angry at us. I mean, if they come with uh, uh, ships that are called, you know, uh, city destroyers, mm. then you know they're only here for one thing. I liked Independence Day too. I actually think it's one of the things where you can kind of take the world of it take the kind of story of it and just fucking laugh at it because mm. they get it so wrong they're like how can we make it bigger they do a giant queen chasing yeah. after them in the foot running after them <laughs> down the end you know they have um, and I tell you what Independence Day should have been Independence Day Resurgence should have been one of the stories is that one of the guys who's in the team is like a fucking fearsome alien killer mm. because he's like this African despot who like has been killing them and using their technology to kind of sees him do military coup and now he's kind of like in charge of this either town or city yeah, or possibly yeah, country yeah. I don't remember um, but like you kind of see the husks of all the old suits in the jungles and stuff and it's like that should have been the fucking movie being like these militant you know uh, mm, gorillas African army yeah. fucking fighting against you know this uh, you know these 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 aliens I the hate like one of my pet peeves is in a movie where you see like a subplot that is way better than the main mm. plot, and you're like that. I w- I'm so m- much more interested in, like in um, World War Z. Mm. Oh, God rest zombies. Mm. But they talk about um, they t- for literally a spe- split second they talk about in South Korea how there was no infections because uh, or sorry North Korea there was no infections because they made all their citizens take out their own teeth. So they couldn't bite people. Oh what? Yeah, like and it's just so so like I was like I'd love to be just like a journalist in that in there watching it. Something yeah, like that. that's so much more yeah. interesting. Do you know what I was thinking as well? This is just a sidebar. There's so many movies that are ruined by them going to the farm for a while, right? Looper, you know, where they're just like it's really exciting. It's mm. in the city. It's the future. All this interesting stuff about times and loops, and they go off to the fucking farm for a while. It's really boring. Yeah. Uh, the Turtles movie. You know, where they're all like on the hunt and then Raph needs to be kind of like resuscitated and they end going to oh, a fucking yeah, farm yeah, for a yeah. while. Yeah, um, maybe, the, maybe the farm represents something. There was another one as well that was kind of like that. Uh, like Looper. Avengers. They did that as well. They go to the farm. They go to a farm for a while. Like, yeah. I don't need a fucking bread. Bring me back to what the good stuff. Anyway. Uh, King Kong. Okay, King Kong. Um, I love, I fucking love Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah, I, I, think, I do as I well. think, I think, I'm going to be bold here. I think it's his fucking best film. Really? <laughs> I prefer it <laughs> to Lord of the Rings. I think it's great. I would happily put on King Kong and watch the entirety of... Nah. He has such a fucking hard-on for Andy Serkis, doesn't he? Oh, Andy Serkis is fucking incredible. He's great. Like. Andy Serkis deserves everything that is given to him. I can just say, like, sorry, I'm going to fucking spoil it here. It's horrible death in that movie, in Kong. Oh, does he with, get fucking eaten by with an leech? actual waiter? Or waiter... Leech things. Yeah, but, like, they are actual waiter... Like they're actual little grubs David that, are from, that are no, <laughs> who's even hotter than David Guetta? <laughs> David Guetta. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, you know Weta Workshops who do all the monster making and stuff yeah, and yeah. do all the um, computer generated stuff. Uh, 
those are actual like what wet as art those grubs so they make oh, them yeah. fucking massive and then eat the fucking heads off Andy Serkis um I know, of course, 1933's Kong is iconic, mm. and obviously that's... It was, this was pre- the beauty that killed the beast. Hey. Mm. And this was pre-Harryhausen. This was like stop motion that was pre-Ray Harryhausen. Um, you know, pre-all mm. the uh, Clash of the Titans and all oh, that. Uh, one of your man. favorite films. One of my favorite films, Harryhausen. I just, we'll go into it because we actually do bring him up somewhere. We do have someone there. But Kong, uh, what do we have about Kong? Look, it's King Kong. It's fucking King Kong. Yeah. It was, I know we actually is, talked about the aliens later, but like Kong is fucking... You can't, you can't, can't beat him. Yeah. He's one of the greatest monsters of. Um, it's he's just a representation of pure primal strength. You know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. like it's technology versus primal strength. At the end, technology will beat out of primal strength. I mean, I know he kind of loved. Who was it? Faye, Faye, Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway. That name rings a bell. Yeah, but I don't know if it's Faye Dunaway. Kong. Faye. Kong. Hang on. Type in real thirty four. It's quicker. Faye. Kong, real 34, it's a lot quicker. No, no, I'm not looking at that. Um, Faye Ray. Faye Dunaway, I thought... Faye Dunaway is uh, your one from... Fucking other shit, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Kong, <laughs> Kong next makes round. it through. Okay, so Kong, Kong will be facing um, the Blair Witch. <laughs> <laughs> this is the podcast. Yeah, this, this is happening. Okay, next, the creature from the Black Lagoon versus the Brundlefly. Oh. From the fly. Yeah. So, I'll go first with this. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. David Cronenberg, body horror, if yeah. you haven't seen it. Yeah. Basically, he uh, he's inventor of a teleportation machine, and he teleports, but there's accidentally a fly in the, the mechanism, and his DNA um, sort of gets combined with it, and then he teleports again and again, and gets more and more combined. Um, he has the powers of super strength, mm-hmm. wall crawling, yeah, snaps a man's fucking arm. arm. I, 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 to this day, I still get really fucking weirded out watching this an uh, uh, arm snapper, like anything it, like that. It's it has fucking... some of the most fucked up, like makes me feel ill mm. when he spews up the acid on your man's yeah. face. When he snaps your man's arm out. Well, he gets sticks in his own hand. Yeah, he's he's very sexy as Jeff Goldblum. Does. He is uh, very just sexy. After he gets when he gets peak. Yeah, the powers, and he's like doing like uh, handstands, and he's fucking glistening, sweating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's corrosive vomit as well. Yeah. So not while he's being sexy. Doesn't fly though. Doesn't fly. Famously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like as it goes on more, more he gets um more like can't fly should have been the name of the film because it can't well because <laughs> because of me. Oh, yeah, that's my name. Totally, yeah, yeah. Go, go back. Um. So he as he, he get he uses the transportation machine more he gets more and more sort of falls his skin falls apart. The guy who did it um. Who did his um the visual effects? Visual effects. He won um an Oscar for it. Probably so. It's absolutely crazy. Like there is a sequel. I don't like the sequel though because they uh they literally just like pretend Gina Davis is in it and kill her off. Oh yeah, yeah. She dies in childbirth and then yeah. it's like a daughter who's the fly. Yeah, she it died. It's a boy, and then he uh, accident. He manages to get rid of his fly DNA but he transfers it into someone else because it's oh. saved on the system or something like that not Cronenberg no no it wasn't Cronenberg Cronenberg didn't want that he said there's always an ending to the stories although he did Cronenberg did do um, some more films that were like had sequels and stuff but mm. um, it's just you need to watch it like it's not like a proper jump scare horror but it is any any of David Cronenberg's movies where he's just his body horror is mm. just fucking insane it's yeah. there's a lot of like theories online that it's like a metaphor for growing old Mm. that like you become decrepit and like your people just see it as like some sort of creature mm. and they just don't want to de- deal with you or anything like that so they just shoot you in the head with a shotgun I mean it's inspired by is that 
fucking Kafka uh, uh, metamorphosis yeah, story. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'll correct you there. Like, it's actually based on a George Langadier Jr. Um, book on the 1958 called The Fly. Okay. It's a novella. Um, okay. And they also do, and uh, there's a movie for it as well, which is actually pretty fucking shite. But then it, the new one is, I love that Jeff Goldblum like stole the show when this is the time when he had his little perm, his like mullet perm. Yeah, he looked awesome. He looked from class. I mean, he, he probably looks the best as Ian Malcolm. I think he's still like here, you know, the <laughs> yeah, with his big chest, big bulging chest. Uh, it's a fucking great. And it's so well executed. And could you imagine how just fucking bin, like bargain bin shit would be a remake now? Yeah. And they do CG. CG. And it would like, look like fucking dog shit. And they would never take the risks of like literally trying to melt someone's face. <laughs> I know they didn't do that. Um, okay. Versus Gilman. I've actually never seen Creature from the Blank Lagoon. Oh, yeah? Um, but I kind of love him. Mm. I kind of love, uh, love he's, Gilman. He's so, like, even before we start, he's so iconic. Like, he can't even fucking... So, Creature from the Black Lagoon. I mean, it's such a weird one. I mean, if you look at, like, The Monster Squad, another film I've not seen as well, which is fucking shocking because it has everything that I should love. Wolfman has nards? Ah, see, i got to see it. Yeah, that's a classic classic quote there. Um, So, uh, created by Mars Zim in 1954, Creature from the Black Lagoon, the Gilman uh, creature. So, the idea behind this character, you've probably seen it. The the biggest inspiration you've probably seen recently would have been Shape of Water. Yeah. um, Which was heavily inspired by this because it's this kind of, like... He's not entirely bad, but he just, you know, basically the idea behind this thing came, um, apparently an unnamed Brazilian director uh, met the writer of this film, um, was it Morrison, uh, at the home of Orson Welles. And the unnamed director spoke of a friend of his who disappeared in the Amazon in an attempt uh, uh, to film a documentary about the rumoured population of fish people. Hmm. Why haven't we fucking covered we've fish covered, people? I mean... There's some sort of fish people we've covered. No, whatever. I don't remember what we've fucking done. Uh, so the Gill Man is fully amphibious. He's capable of breathing both in and out of water. Um, he is vulnerable to roten- rotanon. I don't know what that is, but he also possesses super superhuman strength. Um, he also has large webbed hands, sharp claws. He has scaly skin that's very tough. He also has, a, a, like Wolverine, he's got a healing factor. Uh, and he can survive stuff like, you know, stabbings, gunshots. He even gets fully immolated at one point, set on fire. Um, that that's that seems to be like a trend with a lot of these old sort of black and white like 1940 movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that is where they'll come up with some magical element that'll defeat them like it's the only thing that because the unrelenting them. force is such a scary thing that no matter what this thing will still come that's yeah. still that's almost that that's what makes it almost like dreamlike where you're like no how can this not be real and that's mm-hmm. what's so particularly scary like it it almost it stirs up that that emotion that you have being like I'm running but I still can't yeah, get away like when you're asleep and you're, and you're, you're like asleep. running through fucking jelly um. Look, the Gilman. I think the Gilman's great. Hmm. I'd fucking give it to the Brundlefly. I d- yeah, like I think Gilman's if, iconic. He he's, is he's, iconic. He's iconic. Exactly. The, the Brundlefly deserves to be far more hmm. iconic. I think it's fucking. It's a far better film. If, when it first came out, exactly. Everyone same again. Like it just seems to be love when it comes out first. Everyone's just like, no, don't like this. Mm, no. no, don't like no. it. He's after breaking your man's hand. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm. I will. I, this is one like I sort of uh, rolled over and uh, presented myself after Jesus the, the, other, the other couple. But I think this one is going to be the Brundlefly. Congratulations, Brundlefly! You brought Brundlefly. <laughs> you have made it through to the next round. Next up, the competition, and this is fucking big. Mm. It's fucking big. It's good looking, and it's fucking big. This is Godzilla 
versus the Marshmallow Man. Whoa! Yeah. Literally big. Literally big. Let me find the fucking. Do you want to do Gojira? Yeah. Go Gojira. Hold oh. on. Let, cut this out. No, that's all right. I can I'm... kick it off if you want to stay puff marshmallow. No, 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 I got it here. Okay, piece of shit. Godzilla, king of monsters. <laughs> By Mark Jago. By Mark Ten Jago. and a half. Ten and a half. <laughs> I, wa- I walked to the shop and that Godzilla said, um, <laughs> no, Godzilla, like, he, Godzilla. Godzilla, he is, like, so iconic. Like, he's created, he's been in 36 movies. Jesus. Now, and that's not even including, like, um, video games, TV shows, movies, and stuff like that. Um, his first appearance was in 1954. For people who don't know, he's like a, a gigantic uh, upright lizard with um, hard scales on it who has atomic breath. Um, he was cr- he was created in the original. Yeah, exactly. Like he was created in the original um, Japanese movie uh, by the bombing of in Hiroshima. And Nagasaki. Oh, he was inspired by that. Inspired by that. And there was also uh, an incident where um, a boat drove into a very highly irradiated area and all the crew died. So this was inspired by that. Uh, Godzilla is like, it's this huge creature. Like he's a force of nature. He's like, there's a lot of metaphors from him. Godzilla is, is nuclear weapons. Mm. He re- represents them. He also represents the USA, like who was like a slumbering beast until they were provoked with Pearl Harbor and they came back and destroyed mm. the Japanese. Um he plays by his own rules. Like in like half the movies he's a benevolent fighter who will fight for humans against um enemies that are trying to destroy humans. And in the other half of the movie he's just one that eats and destroy mm. everything itself. There's no control of he's a force in nature. Uh he's been shot into the into space He's been shot with like nuclear bombs himself, and he got stronger. He's been uh, blown up. It's like there's loads away. His name um, in Japanese comes from Gorjira, which means gorilla and whale mixed together. The kanji's mixed together. Oh, really? So his name is just gorilla whale. Wow. Which is kind of cool. It doesn't seem cool. Um, Godzilla's better. He's just so iconic. Like, and I have to say, the fucking the movies. That the Matthew Broderick movie, the way, uh, oh, yeah, and then P. Diddy, come with me. Best, best songs, I have to say, for horror movies or sorry, monster movies, but probably for monster movies, yeah. But the I movie still was think pretty shit, though. Batman Forever has the greatest soundtrack of all time, yeah. That you know, you two and the seal yeah. song that has no right being in a Batman film, but um, and also like. Could could you argue that the kind of, I mean, is is Godzilla the original kaiju? He is, yeah, yeah. Because kaiju just means like large. I think. I see, like, but like, I mean, and in terms of like, like obviously we see it in so many different manga and anime. You know, uh, Japan is so obsessed with it exploding, with yeah. with with Tokyo exploding, <laughs> yeah. with there being another atomic attack, with some with just massive fucking global d- atomic destruction there's a lot of like sort of weird sort of nods to like destruction and the atomic age and stuff like that like his skin the original skin was based on um survivors of nagasaki who had like keloid scars oh jesus so it's like it is pretty pretty grim when you think about it and like in the original he was played by a man in a suit who you should just stomp along mm. and like then became cgi eventually and stuff like that mm. but that spawned off a huge thing with like uh, in Power Rangers, where they get big and they destroy cities, totally. it's like hundred percent based on that. And it, like even in like Ultraman and stuff like that, it's based on it. So he, I think 
Godzilla is he's so iconic in these I think that's my go to but he's so so iconic. Iconic. well look there I mean yeah. this is we we're, we are looking at to even get into this tournament you got to beat a fucking Ben de la Creme mm. of like Scorpion King yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do a few in there just for fun but another iconic but a derivative essentially of Godzilla is the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man but I'm going to go one more and say this I'm going to talk about Gozer because yeah. Gozer is the Say Puff Marshmallow Man. If you remember, Gozer He's says like, to uh, think of anything Ray, in the yeah, choose your destroyer. Yeah, you know, and then think, but Ray, Ray is not Bill Murray, is it? No, Ray is Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. So yeah, Ray then thinks of the uh, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, who is a fictitious, yeah. uh, not Michelin Man. But, you know, it's just something in between. Anyway, Gozer is uh, created by Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd. Um, Gozer went through so many different. Uh, interpretation. You probably remember Ghost, uh, Gozer from the end of Ghostbusters 1984 film. Gozer is kind of this cool androgynous shape-shifting mm. god, but originally was going to be um, was going to be fucking what's his name? Paul Rubens. Yeah, like from um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He was going to be Paul Rubens dressed as like as a kind of like a um, what do you call it? like a, was it called a Z-man, like a kind of fed. Yeah, he was going to be like a J. Edgar Hoover kind of you know like the the Men in Black that we mm. covered before. You know those kind of weird guys who didn't even know how to eat a fucking omelet or yeah. eat a steak with a fucking knife and fork, that kind of thing. But obviously, some things happened. But some things changed, and I think uh, Harold Ramis went in one day was like, "Look, we just make Gozer." Uh, a woman. They went through a couple of different iterations of that, and then they landed on something that we want to make Gozer this kind of androgynous David Bowie, Grace Jones kind of character. But the history of Gozer is um, they're a Sumerian shape-shifting god, um, also known as Gozer, the Gozerian, Gozer the Destructor, etc. Uh, they gain entry to worlds via a ritual performed by two demigods. Did you remember Vince Clartho, who uh, and, the, his... and the Lock and uh, gatekeeper? What's called? He was the key master. Yeah, key and master. Zul was the gatekeeper. Um, and uh, and yeah, that's uh, well, I could, <laughs> well, no, I'll tell you some of the powers. Well, so, goes <laughs> uh, sorry, hold on when I wind Tony up here now. I <laughs> mean, uh, Gozer uh, is a very powerful being, uh, displays uh, extraordinary ability to um, travel interdimensionally, shape change, telepathy, great agility, stamina, lightning blasts, and of course, being able to turn into a fucking giant state buff marshmallow man. Um, and obviously, apparently, can conjure up fucking clouds as well because when she entered the dimension, they entered the dimension. I think Gozer Gozer needs to be the gen the the NB kind of icon, you know, mm-hmm. like the kind of gender fluid. This is a fucking. This it's is the thing that they they, they go for marshes and like uh, um, on Pride Day and it's just loads of pictures. Loads of pictures of fucking Gozer, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man and stuff. Yeah, just wear a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man should be a badge. Should be like I'm NB and I'm proud. Um, how about right? So us. Not two, that I get to tell you what to do. Yeah, exactly. Us two are <laughs> as as a white and a straight man. I'm telling you. Yeah. I, um, we're on top of that uh, skyscraper. Yeah. Gozer comes out and says, "Choose your destroyer." What appears? Big old set of lovely jabs. Because it would just go to my default. It would, if I didn't... It, right now, I'm thinking of tits. Yeah. So, it would just be... That's... So, when you... At any given time. If meat and food, I'm thinking tits. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, uh, playing Ghost of Tsushima, I'm thinking about tits. Yeah. So, it would just be tits. Oh, I, I think tits. a lot of people would be ha- pretty happy about that. Just like It'd be great. It'd be great. Thing. You know, hopefully, they wouldn't, you know... You know, they wouldn't just knock everyone over. They, they can. Tits can be pretty heavy. Yeah. I love so. to climb up a big pair of tits. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's the six percent beer for you. Yeah, sorry. Uh, what would your destroyer be? Um, if you if you said to me, "Oh, clear your mind. Don't think of anything," 
my mind goes straight to like just a big like ball of goo. <laughs> well, why is that funny? You're you think of a ball of goo? I just my brain just thinks thinks of like this purple shape. Like I don't know, but I assume that's that more about him. What? Tell us more about this destroyer. So he's got the purple shape. So like, if you t- <laughs> if you tell me to empty my mind and not try and think of anything, I'd be like, all right. So it's literally just a, a shape of purple. Yeah. That has like it has sides, but doesn't do anything. Like, what do you think of when you turn your mind off? Okay. Do you know what? Like, I'm a- I'm actually to be fair to you. I you know remember the Moomins? Yeah. Do you remember like the villain in the Moomins looked like kind of like a elephant or something? Yeah. Yeah. Sure, little nose. That's the when when you said choose your destroyer and I kind of cleared my mind. That was the first thing I thought of. So that big thing would probably no. from the Moomins would show. Do you know what they up. call? But he's also pink. They call mozzarella in uh, Iceland Moomin meat. Do they? Yeah, that's gross. Horrible. Horrible. Anyway, I think Godzilla wins this. Of course, hundred percent. Yeah. Next up, uh, we have. So hang on, interesting. We have Godzilla versus the Brundlefly. Oh, that might be a that. I'm not gonna not gonna suggest that, but that could be icon versus favorite because you know. I don't know what's going to happen there. Anyway, sure. Um, we have Gremlins versus Pennywise. Oh. Could wait. both of these be yours? They are both mine. Great. Well, let's hear about it. Okay. I mean, I can tell you, first and foremost, I fucking love the Gremlins, man. Yeah. Gremlins has got to be one of my top five films up there with the I other five it, films I've I mentioned so far. I love how so it was far. marketed towards kids, and it was just like definitely not a kid's movie. Man, like, I, like, it's so not... Like, the first one... Well, I don't know. Like... Again, we're talking about comedy, you know, comedy horror. Yeah, comedy horror. So, well, so uh, Gremlin, Gremlin's like uh, started in 1984. It's the first movie about it. So basically, Gremlin is. <laughs> Say that again. Say Gremlins that again. <laughs> started in 1984. It's a movie called Gremlins. Yeah. Um, Gremlins started originally as um, uh, an RAF sign saying, don't let the Gremlins get in your car. Right. Or, sorry, in your plane, because RAF were driving. Planes. Oh, no way. Yeah, so it became from that. So the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Sort the, of, gre- the actual gremlin on the on the side. Yeah, it used to be like a slang site, uh, make sure there's no gremlins in it, which was just a little thing. But there is loads of like uh, World War Two pictures of like gremlins doing it. But this movie came out. Uh, how it started is, if you haven't seen it, so there's a creature, like really cute creatures called Mogwais. Mm. And they can't be, uh, they can't get wet. They can't be fed after... Uh, midnight and they can't get into sun um, but obviously one of these happens they get fed after midnight and they turn into these things called gremlins gremlins are uh, reptil- reptilial uh, creatures who with big bat wings who only live to cause mischief and hurt well, people some of them have bat wings no bat ears did I say bat wings yeah you said bat oh, wings oh bat like ears sure yeah so uh, one of the, <laughs> <laughs> they all have bat wings uh, one of them has bat wings one of them bat wings the one that ends up in the cement yeah so basically um, in uh, 1990, a new movie came out called The, Bit, uh, the New Batch, where they uh, invaded a, sk- a skyscraper that had a science department, and they all took different uh, serums it. that changed them. and Peele do a f- fantastic sketch about it, where oh. he's just guy just making up gremlins off the top of his head. Oh, yeah? Oh, it's so oh, good. Where he's all like, fruit gremlin, lady gremlin, and it's all like, <laughs> I'm here, you know, like, I'm here to ride the movie. I'm like, anyway, just fucking throw a gremlin out there. Just throw it, like, it's this really kind of camp um, this screenwriter. Is, like, the phantom gremlin who gets acid in his face in the whole movie, he just spends it like Phantom of yeah. the Opera. Yeah, do you remember that? It's great. Um, but it's like Animaniacs. I, I read this thing, like, and so apparently Mogwais are from a different planet. They are... What? Yeah, so this is like, this is canon. No. Mogwais were created to be uh, ambassadors for peace from this planet that had no sun or no water. And they were sent to our planet 
um, to try and spread peace. But obviously, with the water, and are they the subterranean sun, or just they have no light? No, no, they have uh, their their planet is like has no sun near it or no water, so they whatever they they survive on it. And the fact that they center a planet, the sun kills them. And if they eat after midnight, they turn into these gremlins. They're a byproduct of this whatever it's going on. Ah. Um, gremlins just tend to destroy things for fun. They uh, there's always like what. Well, uh, both movies start with like a really cute Mogwai, like a super cute Mogwai, and then it gets Gizmo. Gizmo is both Gizmo and both, is it? Gizmo and both, yeah. Yeah, and then as soon as they get wet, they they multiply, uh, and then in the first one, it, it's a town where like he goes in, and starts smashing stuff up. In and it's a Christmas movie, technically. Yeah, technically, it's like like Die Hard is. Yeah, and in the second one, uh, they fight Hulk Hogan in the middle of the movie. Do you remember that? Yeah, I mean that it goes full Looney Tunes, like because it, it's, oh, like, yeah, it's, it's all, like, like it breaks the fort, fort wall so many times. You know the fact that there are so many different fucking gremlins, the fact that it's so fucking wacky, the fact that it's actually like one gremlin who goes, <laughs> you know, yeah. you have the nerd, Chris- the nerd, uh, or the gremlin who gets a brain and he starts speaking like this, like poshingly. Yeah, accent. yeah, I like he's it. toxic Frazier. Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> Is it Toxic Frazier? Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like classic grammar. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's the woman gremlin who uh, you told me you fancy those. Yeah, stuff. she's still pretty hot. She ends up writing the fucking Doctor from Star Trek Voyager. Oh fucking um, with his bald head in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the spider gremlin who is Mohawk in the second one, who is like fucking Spike. terrifying. Spike's the first one. Mohawk's the second one. Hmm. Isn't no stripes different. the first one? Stripe Spike. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, these these are the the they're pretty fucking powerful. The fact that the water. Which Earth is about eighty percent composed of. Yeah. Well, what what the second one was missing that the first one had is they fucking eat people, like they eat and bite and yeah. kill people. You know, yeah. And the second one they didn't; they just hurt them. Like, and there's a lot of there's a lot of scenes where like there's a granddad in it for some reason. The granddad gets granddad on monster. Yeah, he gets on really well with all the um, all the gremlins. Like mm. he'll say something, the gremlins will be all laughing, and then they'll leave him alone. It's just he, like, inter- he interviews them. He does a he and this guy who's like. Like this Japanese exchange student who was really kind of outdated even for the 90s at yeah. that point. Where he's like, oh, 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 you know. Um, and he has like a fucking uh, VHS thing. Or not a VHS, a big like 9 millimeter camera, yeah, camera yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And he's running around doing all the things. I fucking love the Gremlins, man. I, yeah. I, I, you know, they, they belong. Most complaints of 1984 were from uh, p- parents bringing their film uh, kids to the uh, Gremlins for a movie. See, that's the thing. It looks like the sort of flick that... It does look like the sort of flick you could bring your kids to. I'm just looking here as well. You know, you mentioned the Gremlins, and I was looking at that um, Twilight Zone episode. Mm. Get this right. This is just in one uh, in one episode of Twilight Zone. I've not watched Twilight Zone, but this is you know the one where it's like you know, there's something on the wing. You yeah. know that whole uh, William Shatner. William Shatner, the nightmare twenty thousand feet. So you got William Shatner being the passenger, freaking out because he sees the Gremlin outside. Mm-hmm. Written by Richard Matheson. Oh fuck! Really? Your boy Richard Matheson, uh, and directed by fucking Richard Donner, who did fucking Superman. Well, yeah, jeez, that's a fucking powerhouse. Though. Yeah, I need to watch that later on. Anyway, go on. You uh, tell me about this Pennywise character. Pennywise. This is actually tough. This, this is, is a tough, tough one. one. If you're thinking about like fighting, well, this is gonna be an obvious one. But if you're thinking of like iconic creatures, mm. so Pennywise is an Eldritch or alien horror that actually comes from a different universe. That's called the Macroverse. It's sort of a void dimension. Um, it's a shapeshifter that can change into anything that people fear, and also can change into loved one as well. Mm-hmm. Its most favorite, um, obviously, is the clown. Yeah. Um, its real form is the shape of a giant uh, mutated female spider pregnant female spider did Pennywise run the circus did he run a circus you know you see that in the latest it 
chapter two and chapter one. There's, you kind of there, see like um, if you go up and you go into Wikipedia, which is our source here, yeah, yeah, there's actually timelines for everything. So like he first crashed into Earth in 1715, um, where he landed in Londonderry, Maine. Mm. Um, <laughs> just Derry, Derry, Londonderry, Londonderry, Derry, Londonderry. There you go, for Michael Fry. Um, but he went went to sleep then and then he woke up and he killed uh, a whole colony of people which is uh, like over 800 people and then he eventually uh, wormed his way into different sort of tragedies and stuff mm-hmm. so the one is um, loads of children went missing with a circus which is what I think um, Pennywise the Clown is based sure. on and then there was loads of people were killed by the Ku Klux Klan and he uh, he was it was he was actually responsible for it and um, there's a lot of sort of like it, it gets really fucking uh, political and it's, it's mentioned in the book as well mm. But the thing about Pennywise, he like the what is what works against him is the power of belief. Like if you throw yeah. like a rock at him and you believe that rock's gonna hurt him, it's gonna hurt him. Yeah, that's what pissed me off about chapter two. I really didn't like how the like the gangbang scene with all the kids. No, they cut that out, and that was uh, in chapter one. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, uh, I didn't like. I didn't like how they were kind of like where he's like no. No, you know, like, they, uh, we believe now. No, you know. And also, the the whole thing kind of, it, the whole thing wore off. Cause Did you read the book? Fuck, look on me. No way I'm reading a fucking book. <laughs> so basically, and if I am going to read a Stephen King book, it's going to be The Stand. The Stand is fucking massive. But in basically in the book, um, Pennywise is created by this big uh, turtle where the universe exists on. Uh, and the turtle starts to show. This is fucking Discworld. It's a bit like that, but it, it, the turtle uh, pukes up our universe as we know it, uh, and includes Pennywise. Pennywise hates him; is like he thinks of him as like an inferior brother or whatever. Jesus. But um, he the, the the turtle is like benevolent. He likes all humans. He likes everything and stuff like that. Hey, Stephen King, I'll have what you're having. Yeah, a lot. Of, like it, there's a lot of fucking like intertwine. Like a lot of the stories. I thought he was mad into coke. That sounds fucking insane. Oh man, have you ever seen the fucking the Maximum Overdrive or whatever movie he made about the the uh, trucks that were like really possessed? Not Christine, but like trucks that were no. possessed. He's in it and he's just coked off his brain. Really? And he's like, Rah! and his little head in him. <laughs> um, little beady eyes. But Pennywise like, is uh, an immortal being. The only thing that can kill him is if you believe that you're killing him. Now, he thrives on fear, so he'll turn to something that you ultimately fear. Because he thinks that it salts the meat. Like, he could eat you straight away. and Not, oh, right. not that you're afraid, but if you, if he makes you really scared before he eats you, mm. then it tastes better to him. So that's what he does. Right. It's like you getting a chicken wing, but there's no sauce on it. I don't want sauce. I want a dry, I want a, if there's no breading on it. Breading? No, there's no breading on it. It's just yeah. chicken wing. Hey. Boiled. Hey. It did, yeah. Um, Pennywise is great. Yeah. I mean, I know what I prefer, but there's an argument for both here. I see, like, I like Pennywise, and he's like obviously this huge elder horror inspired by like Lovecraft, who, by the way, hated Irish people. Lovecraft hated Irish people. Yeah, it's fuck, fuck you, asshole. So there's a there's a book. Cthulhu's a dickhead. There you are. Yeah. Fuck you. Ooh, he's dead. Anyway. But also, he was super racist. By the way, he thought that black people were way inferior than people, Jesus. than white people. But there's a part where a guy, a book, I can't remember what it was exactly. A guy starts losing his mind. And to to dem it to sort of show that he's losing his mind, he's like and becoming dumber, like back into Neanderthal states, he starts speaking Irish. 
Oh, what? Yeah, he's all like, Honig, So tell you what, you can fuck your Lovecraft County, mm. you can fuck your whatever, Lovecraft Country, whatever it is, you can fuck all this shit. I'm not no, watching Lovecraft it. In fact, I'm not even listening to that Lovecraft-based album that Cradle of Filth made anymore. I'm putting it in the bin. Fuck you, you're not in my house anymore. Yeah, there's, uh, there's an essay, I can't remember where, where I read it, but I'll send it on to you. It's just literally about how Lovecraft hated in, uh, Irish people so much. Well, there, look, that settles it. It's Joe Dante's Gremlins for me. Gremlins win. Yeah? Play the music. Okay. Uh, why I didn't play it. Okay. Uh, last <laughs> scrap of this round. This might seem like a bit of a mismatch if they oh, were coming at each no. other in what a combat environment. It's uh, Regan. Regan from The Exorcist. The girl versus the Rancor from Return <laughs> of the Jedi. Um, so... Who did you have? I had the Rancor, which I loved looking into it because I got it like fucking the expanded Star Wars universe is fucking crazy when you get into stuff like this. Right. So apparently okay. I'll go first. Right. Yeah. Rancor is a large. Give him back the keys, you Rancor. You Rancor. <laughs> give him back the keys, you Rancor. Um, that's from Gumball Run. The Gumball episode of Jackass. Jackass. Uh, so it's a large. We kept saying it. <laughs> we kept saying it. We were camping. Give it. You rancor, you stole my future, you rancor. Large bipedal reptilian carnivorous. <laughs> I love how you start describing things. Why? Because you're like, large bipedal. It's just always it goes to the most technical. It's hey! like, I'll, I'll see you taking picture of us. Hey, Al. Bye. Bye, Al. Bye, Al. Um, yeah, so. Give him back the keys, keys you, you rancor. You rancor. Uh, it's a large bipedal uh, <laughs> carnivorous creature, uh, native of Na- Dathomir. Now, apparently they were very docile. From Dathomir? Yeah. From Darth Maul's planet? Darth Maul's planet, yeah. What? Exactly, yeah. Very docile, but they were attained by the witches of Dathomir, which were these like um, people who had like, the power of the force, but they were like bad people. And mm. um, they were. They were very hard to provoke, but when once provoked or starved, they were very vicious. The one in particular I'm talking of is a rancor called Patissa. Patisse? Patissa. Oh, uh, now I feel really bad. I already felt bad because you're mad. Yeah, exactly. So Sometimes so, I put a tail on my head, and especially after COVID, with the belly, I look like him. Oh, uh, <laughs> big belly. So uh, the rancor in um, Jabba's palace um, has to fight against... Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I was looking for you just for. Sorry, I was looking at some else. Um, and he has a <laughs> keeper called um, uh, I was gonna say it was, looks like Malik, but it's Malika, Malika. Um, either way, I didn't. Either way, looking at it now, he is so white to be having that tail on his head. And if his name's Malika, I think it's appropriation, even if it's in yeah, the galaxy far, far away. It's kind of odd, but anyway, uh, Luke kills this um Rancor and by dropping a big door on his head. And Malika just cries in the corner. Yeah, weeps. It's not. It's not a bad ending for Malika because he ends up getting spotted by a bounty hunter, and um, his love for animals or like uh, not creatures that are semi sentient. And mm. um, so he ends up like running like a little farm on a planet with them. Is that comic? Uh, it's comic. Yeah, comic expanded universe. Um, but the Rancor is super strong and cut through like uh, plate steel, mm-hmm. which is some sort of mad steel that's invented in Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eat anything, gotta digest anything. So you could, eat, as I said, it could eat um, metal. <laughs> like you. I just did a little burp there. So hey. it could eat metal, and then it still poop out metal. But it's, it's good. But like, it's not scary. Yeah, it's not scary. Well, who are you? Who are you? Who are you I got? have um, 
Regan, who is the exorcised girl so basically from The Exorcist. A demon against um, a, an alligator that can walk up on its hind legs. So look, I wish I wish I'd done more uh, research for this because I'll be totally honest, I haven't. Uh, not for this one. <laughs> You're just on fucking wiki now. I'm on the wiki now, yeah. But I mean, look, Exorcist iconic. I mean, is it the devil? I don't know. It's Pazuzu. <laughs> it's a demon. Pazuzu. Yeah. Okay. And I know that there was an exorcist curse. A lot of people died. Yeah, on the, in the like someone had a heart attack. There was a plane crash afterwards. Hang on, let me just very talk amongst yourselves there for a second. Let me just get the exorcist curse up, and that'll give me just. Exorcist was the most, most terrifying movies I ever watched as a kid. Like when uh, Regan started like uh, uh, doing the spider crawl down the stairs, my uncle uh, Derek started talking about it, and I was literally shitting myself when he was talking about it. He was talking about it, and I was shitting myself. What's mad about the exorcist is it kind of occupied a similar place. From uh, at least in how people talked about it for me in Ireland, of um, like the you know the fucking life of Brian, like like the fact that this was so, the fact that this was so uh, sacrilegious, yeah, was added so much to the horror. Definitely here, where it's like you have to go to fucking like I remember well, this was not The Exorcist, but I remember my parents telling me to go. And, they had to go to like like you know private screenings of the life of Brian because it just was illegal to see. A fucking Monty Python film. But there's the same sort of thing here. The fact that, like, I found fucking stigmata terrifying back when I fully believed in all that. In, like, you know, like, uh, End of Days, the Arnold Schwarzenegger film, I found terrifying. End of Days, yeah, do you remember? Like, I I found any film to do with the devil. The devil, for me, was, like, number one. And I didn't even like to, I didn't even like to say the devil's name in my head. I didn't even like to say devil. You know, I'd never say 666. I'd never say that. Yeah. Because I always thought that was kind of conjuring. So I was terrified. Of the devil. It Speaking was the, the devil. devil sort of buzz. Well, no. What? What do you mean? So apparently if you said the devil's name, he'd appear before you. That's what Speak of the Devil comes from. Oh. oh. Well, there you go. And fact. Jiggles fact of the day. And you, he you, should you. appear. Um, so yeah, one night. Uh, oh, hang on. No, I don't have this. Um, so shooting was delayed after a set fire uh, destroyed what was supposed to be the home. And director William Friedkin blamed the incident on a winged creature with talons. It seemed a pigeon had found its way into one of the circuit boxes and called it caused the fire, or maybe the Birdman a Kulak. Yeah. We'll, never, we'll never know. Um, and Regan's room was unharmed by the fire the whole time. During the filming, actress Ellen Burstein, who played Regan's mother, was actually injured when the possessed Regan throws her to the ground. The take was used in the film, and the blood-curdling scream is completely genuine. The injury still bothers her to this day. Actors Jack McGowan and Vesaliki. Maliaros both died while the film was in pre-production which makes their death strange is that the characters actually died in the film as well other deaths in, uh, occurred um, include Linda Blair's grandfather Max von Sydow's brother who died on Max's first day of shooting also while filming the son of Jason Miller who played father Damien Karras was killed when a motorbike hit him that's a lot of fucking deaths that's yeah but um, like is it though like if you look at any other movie I don't know the deaths I think maybe it's just because it's associated with a horror movie like if you look at fucking uh the trolled world tour is there loads of deaths in, like in that movie you know like um, do people die and like is people's family members died in journey oh Something. you're right pazuzu is the demon yeah pazuzu is the main antagonist let's talk about pazuzu for a second mm. okay pazuzu is uh, a combination of animal and human parts mm. what it's like uh you see the like a stone statue of it is like has wings and is it like, like a, a chimera yeah it's a bit like that yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, he's awful. I've seen him now. Right, I don't know fuck all about this guy. Clearly. And, and he's scaring you. Um, But he's better than fucking Rancor. Yeah, I'm going to give it to him. Rancor is just like, he's scary in the, like, I actually feel sorry for him because he is just a pet. 
like in, in the in, where I'm living now, there's like two like there's a, two doors down. There's a guy who breeds Rottweilers, and they're so fucking like you look at them and they're terrifying. And then you walk by them and they all jump up in the gate and they all try and like get you to rub them. And they're gorgeous. And you rub them. Uh. and I'm just like, how could anyone be scared of these creatures? And it's the same with the rancor. Like I see him and I hear his owner crying and I understand he's been starved in Jabba the Hutt's. Like Jabba's yeah. starving him. All you those bones he's been in. Look, there was nothing else on the bone that he even put in his mouth that you know that yeah, snaps. There was nothing yeah. on the bone. There was not a single bit of meat. I call it like he must have been gnawing at that bone. He didn't have lips. I'm gonna call him the DSPCA. I don't know. Or TSPCA. Tatooine Animal Protection. It was Tatooine, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. That makes things very interesting. All right, let's get some music here. First up in round two. The fucking graboids grabbing their way. Will they be able to grab? Do a bit of grabbing on Bram Stoker's Dracula? You'll have to find out. Next up, we have the Blair Witch. I haven't even seen her. I haven't even seen her. Versus King Kong. I don't know what I'm doing here. King Kong in the next round. Then you have uh, better than the fucking creature from Black Lagoon. We got the Brundlefly versus Gogula in the Battle of the... Will Godzilla put his little tongue out and eat the fly? <laughs> and then we have Gremlins versus the Del uh, Regan. Regan possesses a, a mad strength, but is she gonna fight the Gremlins? We can multiply with water. Who knows? Who H2O's knows? Very good. I'm so glad you added that. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, Jago. Great to be back. Great to be back. That's for episode one down. Episode one down. We were meant to do two here when we shot it on. I actually had a timer for each time. We were meant to speak for like five minutes each. And I'm fucking, that went out the window. But hey. At least we're, having, we're, we're all having fun. We're all having fun. Sure, 2020, um, anything can go wrong. Anything can go wrong. Look, we will see you next week for the second part of round one. And then after that, we're going to have the quarters. And then we're going to have the semis. going to be very excited on Sexy Beast. I love you, Jacob. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, you got that sexy beast. You're just so sexy. Are you a Loch Ness Monster? Oh, oh, you Bigfoot, cryptid, supernatural vampires, banshees, Tony and Jago. Oops, there's a Wendigo. Hey, 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 come on after me. Who the fuck said you could laugh at me, smack with me? With a Bigfoot dick, you could slap with me? Blasphemy. You could uh, come at me with a Bigfoot dick and a Loch Ness Monster pussy? Hey, baby, sexy beast. This has been a Headstuff Podcast. Network. ASMR. Stop it with your eyes. Stop doing that with your eyes. (laughs) This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.